This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you by the Pocket Testament League. Visit ptl.org for practical resources and encouragement to help you share your faith. ptl.org. You know, however you're listening to us today, just know that we always pray ahead of time. That some that, that really the Holy Spirit will gather the conversation and take it in a direction that you, our listeners, need to hear. But also, at the same time, don't mistake this. We are often very often touched by what we experience when we're live on the air and having these conversations. So we would love for you to pray for us every once in a while. That would be phenomenal, but we'd love to hear from you. That's right, Jim. So we um, love to connect with our listeners. And I know that may sound silly to some people that they're like, well, you're just on the radio. Why would we want to connect with you? But we really want to make sure that we're providing the the kinds of stories and the kinds of um, shows, Jim, that people can really learn from. And we need to know, is this making um, the, the, is it being the help that we want it to be? So reach out to us. You can go to our website, iworkforhim.com. And there you can find every single way that I've thought of to connect with us. I guess we don't have Snapchat. You know, there's a few things we, we should don't do that. Have. Can you imagine just pictures? Oh, of, my a, no, if no, we no, no. Snapchat, then I can do snaps of I me all the time. I can't imagine you on Snapchat. I, think I have that's not thing. allowed that's that yet. That's a thing. Thank you, listeners, so, for making and, that suggestion. <laughs> so, We're going to judge on Snapchat. So, right anyway, away. whatever way is easiest for you, connect with us on um, that platform or right there on our website. And you can give us suggestions, send us messages, say, hey, that really helped me. And this is how it helped me um, so that we can get more of that same kind of programming out there, Jim. But we just we want this show to be for the listeners. This is not for you and I, although we learn a lot. We do learn from it. It's for our listeners. So check us out online. I work for him dot com. That's I work the number for him dot com. We'd love to hear from you. Contact us page, the listener line, 866-713-9675. But thanks all to our audience all over the country, and especially in the Tampa Bay area, the Jacksonville area, and the Hampton Roads area of Virginia. Hey, Cinco de Marcho. That's a thing, <laughs> isn't it? That's it. What is the 5th? Why does the 5th of May get all of the attention? Why not the 5th of March? It feels left out. So I hereby declare, as the leader of the I Work for Him Nation, that today marks the 1st. She works for him show. So therefore, the 5th of Mark is She Works for Him Day. It's been written and it has been spoken, so it is so. Now, on to the show. Today, we head off to Atlanta, Georgia, where Martha joins Caroline Mendez, the I Work For Him national brand ambassador, as they both interview Lisa Zeveld from Belay Solutions. Lisa is the CFO of this company and is decidedly and intentionally excellent in their pronouncement of their faith-driven organization, Lisa Zeveld, Caroline Mendez, and Martha, welcome to I Work For Him. Hey, ladies. Welcome. Hi. Thank you so much for that great introduction. Oh, you Thank bet. You. We're, we are so thrilled, and we know we're not going to overpower Jim today, but we are going to kind of take the reins. And one, one of the things, you know, that we just really want our listeners to hear, we know that we have a lot of both male and female listeners out there, um, but there's so many female stories that have not yet been told. And um, we believe that God is doing a great thing within women in all areas of work. And um, so today is one of those days where we're just going to highlight that a little bit more of an, um, in, a, in a more stronger way. And so She Works For Him is the conversation for today. So so thank you both for joining us. And Lisa, I every time we have a new guest on, we always ask our listener, our, our guests to share with our listeners 
your Christ story. How did you come to know Jesus Christ? Absolutely. I'm thrilled to get to share this. So I grew up in a Christian home. Both of my parents came from beautiful families who loved the Lord. Um, But I never knew what it meant to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, This was kind of in the the late 70s, early 80s. I had very busy parents. I was an only child. And so um, I was just unchurched. And because I was unchurched, I didn't know the best practices to continue my faith. And so I was sort of lost um, and really seeking Him and all that I was doing. My mom, at one point when I was in middle school, worked for um, a Catholic church in downtown Nashville. And I remember being in the church and just thinking, oh, my goodness, I just feel his presence here. I remember that the priest gave me a Bible. I don't even know where my Bible was at the time. Gave me a Bible, and it was the first time that I had this yearning to actually sit down and read the Bible. I wanted to read it cover to cover. But what happened is I didn't continue to have that um, that guidance in my life. We didn't go to church on Sundays, but just that constant desire. And God was just pursuing me and pursuing me in everywhere I looked. And so my husband was working for an organization and met a beautiful family. They were a homeschool family. Um, this gentleman just piqued interest in my husband. And unfortunately, they had a daughter who was four at the time who had a, a terminal illness. She had cancer. And did not, I was not able to um, to beat cancer, unfortunately, and passed away. And during her service, they had an altar call. And my husband, not, again, kind of the same position I was in, grew up in a, in a Christian home, did not have that personal relationship. He just said he felt the Holy Spirit call to him to go up to the front. And so while he was there in her in a memorial service, he gave his life to Christ, came home to me, and at the time I had a newborn, and said, you'll never believe what happened to me today. And it was like the entire room filled with light. And I was like, this is what I've been searching for. This is, I think, where God has been leading me. And so the next night I knelt down um, next to the bed with my son, and I just said, you know, God, I love you and I need you. And, um, you know, I want you to be my Lord and my Savior. And from that moment on, my life was just completely different. You know, you hear faith stories on people say um, everything changed. There was this light, this bright light. And I just had this peace and this warm feeling. And nothing has been the same since. You know, one of the things that I love hearing in, in your story is the fact that no one can refute what happened for you and for your husband, that mm-hmm. that is, it, it truly was different for me, for you going forward. Thank you so much for sharing yeah. that. Caroline? Lisa, I'm going to take you over to the career side. Where did you start your career? Yeah, so for me, you know, I have a very um, disjointed career trajectory. If you take a look at it, you'd be like, how did she end up where she is today? So for me, I had great parents. Um, great working parents, as I said before. And so I knew that I wanted to be in a career where I had the opportunity to influence people. I met my husband very young and did not have the opportunity to um, continue for higher education. So I really looked for opportunities that I could use my gifting and had the opportunity. It was always good with numbers. And so I started working for a public relations company in their finance department. 
And one thing led to another. Before long, I was working for one of the larger accounting firms in our country. I won't name any names. And then was given the opportunity to get my license and become a securities representative in, um, in working with high net worth individuals. Mm. Mm. So then from there, where, how did that get you to where you are today? Yeah, so um, about that same time is when I, my faith story began. That's when we accepted Christ and, um, again, had my son and just thought, you know, something just doesn't feel right here. Um, I listened to a radio program very similar to I Work For Him and just knew that I was supposed to be home and to, to raise our family. And so I took some time off after working in securities for a season of time and then was looking to do odd jobs. You know, continuing, my kids were old enough to go back to school, and the our current COO of Belay Solutions was a neighbor of mine, and she gave me a call, and she said, hey, I know you've got a lot of great skills, and I've got this gentleman who is starting this organization, and would you be willing to give us five hours a week? And I thought, of course, I could do five hours a week, and so I started working for Belay and using my gifting and my talents. And that's one of the beautiful things about working for, for Brian and Shannon Miles is that they're able to see the gifting and the talents in each individual and really cultivate those. And so I started working as one of our independent contractors providing service, provided um, service to an executive pastor up in Chicago, Illinois. And from then, moved into the manager of human resources and then the VP of finance and where I stay as a CFO. So Lisa, you've shared with us a little bit of your faith story. You've shared where your career has had started and how it's gotten you to where you are today, including taking some time um, away from the paid workforce to raise your family. And I think that that's a critical part of your story. But tell us about your, how did you in this career journey, learn to be able to connect your faith and your work? What did that look like for you? I don't know that I ever viewed them independently. You know, my faith is who I am. And so it was always very natural for me to talk about my faith and lean into my relationship to Christ in my job. Now, again, I, I did have that segment of time where I was able to focus strictly on my family and to do things very small, you know, a few hours here and a few hours there. Um, so I think that's why it became such a natural fit for me to work for an organization like Belay because I did feel like it was very natural, and I couldn't imagine being who I am and suppressing my faith. Mm-hmm. Um, I've tried, and I'm not very good at it. You know, I'll go out to lunch and networking, and, and it's right there. It's in the forefront of who I am. I am nobody without Christ, and I, I would not have a career um, this amazing journey without him. So I'm not very good at stuffing it down. It just comes out. <laughs> well, and that is amazing. And that's what I work for him is all about is helping people to those that are struggling with compartmentalizing our lives with thinking that our, our faith is separate somehow from our work to help destroy that concept and to, to be more like what you just shared, that your faith is who you are. And so, um, I hope that our listeners can pick up on that and really understand, um, you know, that it is in all of who we are. If Christ really changed us, he changed everything about us. Exactly. And that is such a that is such a concept of leadership, at least in Christian leadership, to be one integrated person. And it's beautiful to hear, Lisa, that a numbers woman 
who stayed home for nine years with her children, now is in a CFO position and standing for Christ in the workplace. So I'm curious to know, how, how have you learned leadership over your life? Yeah, well, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, um, it was easy, for, relatively easy for me. I have two amazing parents that are great leaders. My dad mm. was an officer in the Army, and so I saw his leadership. Um, my mom, later on in life, when I was in high school, she went back to school and ended up becoming a director of nursing before retiring. So I saw these great two leaders, and I knew that I wanted to be a leader. Outside of that, you know, I'm just a student of life. I love people. I'm an avid, lifelong learner, constantly looking for new relationships, got a natural curiosity and a love of people, which has led me to desiring deep relationships with talented people in all levels, um, not just in their careers, um, you know, different types of occupations. So when I look at leadership, it's not about a specific role, but to me, it's Mm -hmm. about influence. It's about caring for people I want to give back more than I receive. And so I just kind of have that natural tendency to view leadership as a stewardship. And so when I want to grow as a leader, I reach out to people in all different aspects of life and say, what makes them just a great person to be around? Do they have people who are willing to follow them? Do they have people who are interested in who they are? And then sit down and talk to them. Um, I've also been blessed with an incredible mentor. I've been a part of wonderful groups. Um, you know, Caroline, you and I have a, a mutual friend um, who has been an incredible mentor to me in this season of my life. And just leaning into her for deep questions about things like my faith and leading an organization that fortunately is able to share their faith. Tremendous. Hey, um, I'm so glad you told us a story about your mentor, but would you tell us How did they come to be your mentor? Because women often do not mentor women. This is a new uh, season. I think the Lord is leading them, is having uh, women mentor women do it more frequently, especially in in our work. How how did they come to be your mentor? Did you ask her? Did she ask you? Was it a natural progression? Speak a little bit about that. Sure, absolutely. It was a natural progression. Um, she reached out to me through LinkedIn. Um, she was running an organization that is um, for Christian business leaders and business owners. And we struck up a friendship. I was a part of that group for almost a year. And when it ended, we just knew that we had this gravity towards one another. And I knew that she had so much more to offer me. And so it became very organic. Quite honestly, we just didn't want to walk away from each other and, and not continue that that deep relationship. But what I love is that I can come to her, you know, sometimes broken, um, sometimes to celebrate things. But we come together, two women who love the Lord, who love what we get to do in our profession, and helping one another grow in that. So I don't ever think it was formal. I've had shorter-term formal mentorships before. And just like you mentioned, Caroline, it is a conversation. I think it's important when you're seeking those mentors to let them know the areas of the life, your life that you're looking for additional counsel in. Mm-hmm. It's hard. I mentor women myself, and one of the things I like to do is always to put a timeline on it and to really have good defined objectives so that each person in that relationship knows the reason that they're there and what the desired outcome will be. 
So talk about that for a minute, because I'm kind of a nuts and bolts person. And for mm-hmm. a lot of our listeners, they're like, but what is <laughs> that? And I'm just a nut. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. That's kind of true, isn't it? So for our listeners that are going, man, I really want a mentor. I really want to be a mentor. Either of those scenarios, um, how, how do they start the conversation and how do they drill it down to, hey, let's put a timeline on this and let's put some objectives on that. Just from your perspective, help our listeners to, to maybe be inspired to take a step. Sure. Well, let's start with those who are seeking a mentor, because I think that that can, especially for women, a lot of times we have a hard time asking for the things that we want and need in our life. And so we'll start there first to give them some encouragement for that. I think take a look around. Um, Again, I'm a big believer, and it doesn't have to be someone with a fancy title. It doesn't have to be somebody that's even in your same profession. Just if you happen to meet a woman who inspires you in one area of your life that you feel that there's perhaps a gap or a deficit, reach out to them. Women love to help. That's how God created us, right? He wants us to be helpers, and he also wants us to have community with one another. As our country has grown and we've gotten all these new technologies, we move further and further away from each other, um, myself included. You know, when I moved to Atlanta, I didn't have any family. You know, I, I couldn't reach out um, to somebody and sit across the table from somebody I knew or who grew up with me. And so I think once you start to identify that there's special gifting in another woman that could help you in your life, just reach out to them. Perhaps it's a text message. Maybe it's somebody within your own church community or somebody in your office and just say, you know, hey, I'd, I'd love to, you know, maybe have five or 10 minutes of your time. Or could we grab a cup, of coffee, a cup of coffee, maybe lunch? Start there. And then if you feel like they are open to a conversation, uh, to continuing the conversation. How about even that? Continuing the conversation. And then just say, hey, this is really where I feel like I need some additional help. I see that that's glowing in you. I see that you're successful in this area. Would you have time to meet with me, you know, once a month for the next three months? Or how about, you know, I buy you coffee for, you know, 30 minutes over the next you know, months long, and we just talk about this one subject. I think it really depends on how much you are looking for this person to pour into you for the length of it. When I start having those conversations as a mentor, I sit down and ask those questions in case that you're not used to probing, and then determine um, based on what they are looking to get out of the relationship, that determines the length of it. But I never go more than six months. If I feel like it's going to be six months, I think then it just gets to be a little too long and you can get off track. Then I'll mm-hmm. perhaps parse it out and say, let's tackle these things right now and then take a break. And then maybe I can find somebody else to speak into your life outside of me, or I've got friends that I would love to introduce you to. But just don't be afraid to reach out and ask somebody. Again, we're created to build community and we're created as women to help each other. That's some great wisdom because um, I think... You- the time frame, assessing that, and also realizing that women want to help, but we also have a hard time asking. How crazy is that? So we're talking today with Lisa Zeveld. She's the CFO of Belay Solutions right out of Atlanta. Lisa, here's my question. This is the only question I get to ask for the day, and it's not even written down. I'm just doing it anyway. <laughs> so here's the deal. One of the things that we have observed 
in six years of radio and 20 years of marriage mentoring and working in industry for 32 years out there in the marketplace is that men and women are different. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's not, that's not what oh, I wow. learned. Okay, <laughs> men and women are different. But what's interesting is that women very consistently, and I'm, and I'm talking Christ-centered women, very consistently struggle with this complex called the Wonder Woman complex. They want to be the best and the brightest at work, the best and the brightest at home, the best and the brightest mom, the best and the brightest wife, and they physically implode trying to be the best for everybody. Mm-hmm. How have you dealt, as a CFO of Belay Solutions, how have you dealt with the Wonder Woman complex, and what are you doing to fight it? Yeah, that's a great question, Jim. Um, it is. It's a struggle. I don't know why we women, we struggle with it so much. Um, and it's taken me a long time. It was not something that early on in my career I had it all figured out. Again, I've got great people who surround me, and I spend a lot of time in God's Word, and, and I pray. I talk to Him all the time. And so before I say anything else, that has to be mentioned first and foremost. Um, when I am tired, when I am worn out, there is nobody else who can feed me and replenish me more so then my God can. And so first and foremost, that's what I do. I just go, okay, I'm worn out and I'm tired. Who has all the answers for me? Who has actually created this life? Hmm. You know, at the beginning of my story, I told you that I know that I have this crazy story that is not typical. I have the most atypical story of a CFO, right? Um, But I think that is where the beauty lies is because he knew that I could not point to anybody else other than him for my story, right? And so I first and foremost go to him. And then I have great people who surround me who can keep me on track. I have an amazing husband. I've been married 24 years this June, um, who is a wonderful supporter and who will raise his hand. We agreed very early off as I started to take on more responsibilities in in this job as a mother and, and as a wife that I would not bring the leftovers home to them. Now, I say that kind of tongue-in-cheek because Filet is a remote organization, so we don't have a brick-and-mortar, right? So I am home. I'm home all the time. You are home. (laughs) When I come out of my office and go into the family room or the kitchen, um, then I don't bring the leftovers, and that requires a lot of intentionality um, in my schedule. Um, You know, again, I start each day with God. I ask Him what He wants me to do that day. Who does He want me to pour into? What decisions can I help make that will ultimately glorify Him? And then throughout the day, I keep continuing to look at my schedule. I know that I can't be everything to everyone, and I haven't been called to do that. So I have to leverage. How would that be if I tried to do everything myself, myself, but then ended up stealing away opportunities for other people to use their gifting and their talent. And so, so, um, so how are you specifically then mm-hmm. um, protecting your marriage and your family? Um, you know, in the midst of all that you're doing, those are some great like um, rules that you've set for mm-hmm. yourselves, you know, but how are you specifically, give us a few specifics on how you're protecting your family and from your work. Yeah, well, calendar blocking, I think that's one of the most simple things to do. Again, it goes back Mm. to that intentionality. So I have my ideal working hours. There's a lot of great leaders out there who speak about that. Um, You know, Michael Hyatt, another incredible Christian leader who talks a lot about time blocking. I learned a lot of this from him. But I I take a look at my calendar and say, what are my ideal hours? 
Um, additionally to that, I have conversations with my family. It's really, really easy women. We tell ourselves a lot of lies about what people want from us, but we forget to actually sit down and just ask them what they want from us, right? It's so obvious that it's hard to remember to do it. That's great. I know. And my, my children are teenagers now, and so it's really easy for them to articulate where they need me and how they need me. But this could start even when they were younger. You know, I would say, hey, listen, mommy's got this thing going on. But I also noticed that you have a meeting at school. How important is it for me to be at that meeting? Do you know, I will even say eight times out of ten instead of nine. Eight times out of ten, they would say, oh, I didn't really want to go to that meeting anyway. Or that's not important to me. Because, you know, everything, every activity that your children are involved in, outside activities, right, the coaches and the teachers and the sponsors, they want you to be a part of everything. That's their business that they're in. So, of course, they're going to send you emails. Of course, you know, your church community is going to want you to volunteer, but you can't be everything to everybody. And so having those discussions with your family, hey, I've got a work trip that's coming up. I'm going to be gone for three or four days. What are some things that you need from me before I go? Are there any conflicts? Um, with the times that I am going to be gone. And then I set time away with each person. My husband and I go on dates, and then I have specific activities for each of my children. I have a boy and a girl. My son, we go to basketball games together. That's only me and him. Nobody else gets to go. And then with my daughter, you know, we go to the theater. We go to um, see different types of concerts. And again, it's just the two of us. I'm really intentional about making connections. Oh, those are some great tips. So thank you so much, Lisa, for for sharing those with us about blocking time, finding your ideal work hours, talking to your family, finding out what they really want from you and don't need um, so you're not giving in the wrong areas, and then setting aside time for each one. Caroline, as we talk today with Lisa Zeeveld, and she's the CFO of Belay Solutions, man, she had so much wisdom in the last um, segment that we really wanted to unpack that a little bit. Why don't you take that? Sure. So what I heard you say in the last segment is um, so interesting to me is that uh, when I wrote a book a year ago, Shannon Miles, your co-founder, was the first chapter and her story to leadership. And I found that there are nine attributes of Christian women leaders, and you represent, and you actually spoke about some, about influence, about being an mm-hmm. avid reader. You know, not just stopping and not, you know, but continuing to gain wisdom and have people speak into you. And so I wonder if you would speak a little bit about influence. What, is that, what does that mean to you? Sure. Um, I, I think in the traditional sense, for me, influence is the ability to encourage and help others grow. Um, that's my definition of influence. And when I spoke earlier about that, I want to give back more than I receive. I think that we have, as women, God has prepared us with a voice unlike any other. You know, men have the incredible opportunity to support and to build strength within their family. But our voice that we have, we can speak such kindness and love into everyone that to me, that's what influence is. And so I think the more that we pay attention to the people that God has put in our life, the more opportunity that we can have influence. But we have to be really smart about it. You know, if, if he gives us the opportunity, like for me today, 
to speak with, um, I work for him. If, if I haven't done my research, if I haven't continued to grow in my profession, I'm not going to be able to use the platform that he's given me. So I think just like you said, reading, um, attending different conferences, watching different people and how they interact with each other, watching successful people, really defining what success looks like in your life. Um, you know, success for me is going to look very different from you. So it's just about how we can encourage and grow other people and bring about their love for Christ and their, their love for each other. And, so that, and their gifting. That, yes, for sure. So let's talk a little bit about this company that you work for and, and you know, kind of expose that to our listeners. Tell us about Belay Solutions. Yes. Oh, one of my favorite subjects. So <laughs> um, at Belay, we provide remote solutions um, specifically around virtual executive assistants, um, virtual bookkeepers, webmasters. Um, so if you think about you have that executive who is trying to do every single thing um, in his life. Again, we talked about delegation. We talked about calendar blocking. Um and they're just running out of space in their life, and they think, I need somebody additional to help me. Um, you know, when they created the company in December of 2010, it was right in the middle of the recession, and we wanted to find a scalable solution for leaders, and that's why Belay was created. You can partner with Belay and have a virtual executive assistant for as little as 10 hours a week, and this is somebody who's going to work remote for you and able to tackle things like calendaring. Um, help you do research, help you do travel planning. Um, we've even got virtual assistants who will go even a little bit further and help you, you know, stay up to date on your social media. I know you were joking with Jim before about Snapchat. You know, we, we might be able to hook him up there and then help him with his Snapchat. <laughs> oh, no, we're doing that right after the show today. <laughs> and then providing bookkeeping services, which is really a scalable option for business leaders who are looking to add to their team in a way that's extremely efficient and cost-effective. What a genius thing. So what about the um, culture there at Belay? What have you discovered um, in working there? What, what kinds of things, you know, would are, are of interest in this conversation of I work for him? Yeah, so um, we have amazing core values um, and an amazing mission, if I say so myself, right? So our mission is to glorify God by equipping our clients with the resources to climb higher. We do not shy away from the fact that God owns our company. He's our number one, um, mm -hmm. and he gets all the glory for everything that we do. So first and foremost, our culture is rooted in our faith, our Christian faith, that, that God is number one, that, um, that he is Alpha and Omega. Outside of that, we develop some core values, God being one of them, team, gratitude, passion, vision, fun, um, we did a really neat exercise with um, one of Pat Lincioni's consultants about two years ago. And we asked our team, again, going back to the asking the question, right? We asked our team, what are the top three priorities for you? And what we found out is it was wait, God. Wait, 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 wait. Talking with Lisa Zeveld, CFO of Belay Solutions out of Atlanta, Georgia. Caroline Mendez, our iWork Ram National Brand Ambassador. Take it from here. All right. So, Lisa, before the break, you were sharing with us that you surveyed your employees about their top three priorities. Tell us more about that. 
Yeah, I know. I was just so excited. I wanted to share them with you. So God, family, and fun. And when we just look at our, our core values, they fit so perfectly into that. And so we've really tried to weave those into the culture here at Belay. Again, we're unapologetically, our company is here to serve Christ. Um, and then to have a team full of followers, N- not everyone. That's the other cool thing, right, that we work for an organization. We have an organization that we're able to encourage others through our own core values. And, you know, we, we do that, again, by sharing our faith open on our website. Um, you know, we, we pray before our meetings. Um, we have each of our team members memorize their um, our values and our mission. And so it's in their heart. It's not just some words up on a wall or on a website. Um, we also offer devotions and prayer services. Um, when we have events, again, we're a remote team. And so when we all get together, we have these fabulous, fun events. And we also offer a worship service as part of those events. That's optional for any team member who wants to come and participate. But, you know, we, we, we also encourage questions about faith for those um, who might still be seeking who are a member of our team. You actually have worship services in Belay, at Belay? Yeah, so during our in-person meetings, so what we do once a year, we have a multi-day event where we bring everybody in, put them up in a hotel room, just love on them. We have a lot of great content. We bring in speakers. Um, We get together as individual departments, and then so we don't create silos. We get combine departments together, and on that first morning, we bring in a pastor and a a worship leader, and we have service right there before we even get our day started. Wonderful. So I know that there are some things that um, that we wanted to ask you about. You know, it seems like you have so much wisdom to offer, and... What, would, what do you want to share with other Christian working women, Christian professional women who work? What, what do you want them to know? Yeah, thank you, Caroline. It, a lot of times when I've talked about mentoring, the women who come to me do try to, you know, live out that Wonder Woman lifestyle, thinking that they can be everything to everybody. And so I think mm. it's important for, for every working woman to know that she's enough. She's enough before she ever took the job. She was enough before she um, went after to to get a degree or to get additional training. She is enough. She doesn't have to prove anything. Um, I think so often that's why we carry that Wonder Woman syndrome is because we just don't feel like we're enough. We're going to disappoint somebody. And so I think that's so good. That's why I tell each of my, my mentees is that you're enough. I'm here to help you but you're enough just who you are, just who God created you to be. He doesn't make mistakes. So he already equipped you to be who you need to be. So um, obviously that God loves you. Um, Don't be afraid to put yourself first. Again, that right, can we all agree as women on this call, sorry, Jim, that... (laughs) (laughs) You probably agree too. I know, we love to put everybody first before ourselves. And it's okay to be selfish. And to say, I need a break from me. Um, I always love the analogy of being on the airplane, that you have to put your oxygen mask on first before you can um, take care of the person next to you, a child, or perhaps somebody, you know, who needs additional assistance. And so taking time out for ourselves is really, really important. And I want to give 
each woman out there permission to do that. Um, it's also okay to lead with authority. Um, the more that I spend time with professional women, I hear that so often they're um, afraid to have a loud voice, a strong voice in a conversation because of how they'll be perceived. Um, and even when they, they do say it, there's sometimes um, a perception of, of her not being nice or, you know, who does she think she is because she's a woman. So just don't be afraid to have, have authority, um, you know, and, and reach out to, to groups, to other Christian groups. Like I said, I met my mentor through a very, very strong uh, Christian group for business leaders and business owners. Um, seek out those groups so you can be surrounded by like-minded women. You know, I want to I want to dwell on that for a minute when you said about um, leading with authority and how we're afraid mm-hmm. to have a loud voice is the mm-hmm. fact that um, she you know we are in a culture where the um, woman you know in the culture everybody's telling us you know that we're we're loud and we're bold and we want attention and and all of this but yet we're believing lies when it comes to our own personal life. Um, and we don't live out how God has created us to be. And it's not an agenda. It's not, you know, that we have something to prove just being who we are. Going back to your first comment, Lisa, about, you know, that we are enough and not trying to be something that we're not. But if we have something that God's put on our heart, that it is our responsibility to steward that and to share it with others. But with grace <laughs> and with, you know, not um, balancing this message that we're hearing from the culture and saying, who are you as a woman and how, what, what voice has God given you and steward that well? Because I think so mm-hmm. many of us get confused by all of the, the arguing that's going on that we then shy away from being anything as a woman. Um, so, Lisa, I just want to remind our, our listeners, if they have just tuned in at, um, towards the end of the show here today, we're talking to Lisa Zeveld, and she is the CFO at Belay Solutions. And you can find them online at belaysolutions.com. They're doing amazing things and being able to hear about their culture and um, and how they're living out their faith in their um, in the culture is so important for us so that we're challenged and encouraged to look at our workplaces and what we can do there. So um, I have on the line with me, Caroline Mendez, and we've just been really trying to bring to light this idea of she works for him and highlighting what women are doing in the workplace and how God is using them. So um, Caroline, why don't you um, ask Lisa one more question before we end the show today? So I noticed in your top three priorities in your company, you have God, family, and fun, yet there's no work in there. There's God, God's first, family second, and fun is third. How on earth do y'all get any work done? How is Belay? How is Belay? You know, if, if you would just share real quickly, Belay started in what year, and they've grown to what, what size so that people understand the trajectory. Sure, absolutely. So we got started in December of 2010. At that time, I think we ended the month with three contracts. We, we had three clients who were willing to jump on board and say, um, and to take a chance on Belay. And we've grown now to more than um, 600 independent contractors, and we've got a corporate team 
of more than 70 um, here in Atlanta, Georgia. So we're just continuing to, to get notice. Again, we have a phenomenal service. We, um, we call it our special sauce. We have thousands, yes, you heard me right, thousands of people apply for roles to be an independent with us, independent contractor with us, and we're only able to partner with about 1% to 2% of them. And so wow. we have a very diligent, thoughtful vetting process um, but once you come on board, you know, I hope that our, um, our contractors and our employees would say that they feel the love and appreciation. Um, we're, we're a grateful organization. Um, you know, I said one of our core values is gratitude. And so we spend a lot of time being thankful for our team, thankful for the opportunities, thankful for our clients that they trust us to put somebody within their organization that would help them grow. And it sounds like since you guys put people first, the profits follow that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And we're not afraid to say no either. Um, you know, as I was, you know, looking back and thinking about this interview, um, you know, I think personally we have to be okay as women in leadership with saying no. And I think that that is magnitude because I work for an organization that's okay to say no. Um, if it's something that we just ethically disagree with, we're okay to say no. We're okay to, to back away from it. Um, if it's an opportunity that doesn't fit within our values, well, it's okay to say no. And I think that we've been rewarded for that. Mm. I, I, can, I can see how that fits. I know when Jim and I started a business years ago, he taught me that not all meat is good meat, you know, in the sales yeah. cycle. <laughs> and so what a great thing. So. I'd like to thank Lisa Zevel for being on the show today from Belay Solutions. Thank you, Lisa. You did a great job. Thanks for sharing your story and being authentic, transparent, and vulnerable. Really appreciated you being on the show today, Lisa. Oh, well, thank you. It was um, it was an honor. This was an incredible opportunity. and um, love to have be able to encourage others. And thank you, Caroline Mendez, our iWork brand, national brand ambassador. Thanks for being on iWork brand with us today. It was wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. You've been listening to I Work Room with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers, our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him.